Hi guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And welcome back to the last podcast of the year. So, how are you doing this week, Mike? I'm great. You know, I meant to bring up a few weeks ago now, we had an awesome patron hangout. Yes, we did. Two of our wonderful patrons were able to spend an evening on a Zoom call, catch up. It was great to see Don and Sherry. And really had a great time talking all things rap. We got into other books that we're reading, other authors we're into, some TV and movies. Man, we just had fun and enjoyed our time together. Yeah, it's always nice to to hear from the listeners. Got to do another one of those. Get some more listeners on there. Love to hear from you guys. Yep. You know, it was cool. Dawn always brings something special to these patron hangouts. She she was wearing one of our Mitch Rap Pod long sleeve shirts she got the navy blue one and it looked pretty awesome yeah it did it looked really nice so if you guys are still interested in in getting one of them getting your hands on one of those or or a sweatshirt or a short sleeve t-shirt you can go to our website mitrapod.com and click on the teespring button and i believe we still have that until the end of december that 10 percent off no limits coupon code right no limits yep so yeah go check it out if you're interested Patrons can get an extra 25% off by using a special uh, promo code that we share through the Patreon platform. So yes, check it out. Hey, we also hope our patrons got our No Limits holiday greeting card. They were mailed out just shortly before Christmas. So hopefully you enjoyed our quote, we hope there are no limits to your joy this holiday season greeting card. So something we want to do just to recognize the the patrons and how they help support this podcast so we can keep it going. Yes. And speaking of patrons, so since this is the last podcast of the month, we have to do our December book giveaway. Ding, ding, ding. So uh, it's again a winner's choice and we have Executive Power, Pursuit of Honor, Extreme Measures, and The Survivor to p- pick from. Uh, Mike has the wheel of names with all the people put in there yes i do so you want to roll that mike let's do it all right here we go drum roll spin that wheel no way me no way me no way me here it comes bridget bridget w nice you get to pick you are the winner also our newest patron so you will get to pick ext- Executive Power, Pursuit of Honor, Extreme Measures, or The Survivor, all signed by the authors, either Vince or Kyle, and we're happy to mail that out to you um, as soon as we hear back. Yes. Nice. Speaking of patrons, so this pod is all dedicated to our sort of uh, charitable wing or our charitable endeavors, and we have an announcement to make. So Mike, you want to tell them about the PCF? Yeah, I'm really excited we decided that whatever extra funds in addition to running our podcast and these giveaways, any additional funds will 100% be given back to a cause. And we identify the Prostate Cancer Foundation as a really great organization. They partner with the VA and Veterans Affairs to do a lot of cutting-edge research and treatment. A few episodes ago, we were able to speak to one of their administrators, Uh, We had a great conversation with her, and she really enlightened us on the amazing efforts they're making. So thanks to the Pod community and your contributions, we were able to donate $250, 
with a one-to-one match going on for a total of $500 that this podcast community was able to contribute to the Prostate Cancer Foundation. That's awesome. Yeah, we tagged that donation um, in memory of Vince Flynn. You were able to you know, mark your donation as uh, in memory or in honor of someone. It made me real proud to have you guys, the listeners, and our wonderful patrons give back and make this podcast bigger than just uh, something for fun or entertainment once a week. It really, we wanted to have a deeper meaning because Vince, that's what Vince gave to all of us with his work, his writing, and all his outreach to veterans and military families. Yep. Yeah. So that's great. We're so happy that we were able to do that. So now, since we are wrapping up with PCF, today we're going to share with you in in a little bit, uh, I had an opportunity to sit down with the owner or the, sorry, the daughter of the founder of a new charitable operation we're going to be teaming up with. And that operation is called Operation Paperback. Um, and actually, Mike, you were the one who turned us on to this because you, you found them and you thought that they did some really great work. Yeah, uh, I was really excited when I found this organization that enlists volunteers from across the country to register and get emails. And on the platform, you will get the mailing address for uh, military families currently serving troops abroad and or veterans that are requesting books. And so great cause, you know, to get books in the hands of our, our active duty troops, but also our troops who have returned home. We've already put a little bit of effort into this. I was able to yes. mail about 20 Vince Flynn books to currently serving troops abroad and another maybe 20 to 30 books uh, stateside to a VA hospital in Detroit. And so nice. really excited. We're going to keep this going in 2021. We are going to make monthly shipments to troops with Vince Flynn books because we know these thrillers are, you know, their currency <laughs> for a lot of the service members and they love them. So we want to get as many Vince Flynn books in the hands of military folks that we can. So excited right. about this. All right. So we hope you enjoy this interview with uh, Chrissy from Operation Paperback. And in the show notes um, and on uh, social media, we'll be posting um, you know, their website as well as their contact information. If you guys are interested, have extra books, uh, want to donate. Um, so yeah, and hope you enjoy this interview. Today, we are very excited to welcome the president and CEO of Operation Paperback, Chrissy Honeywell. This is an organization that works to send books to our men and women who are serving our great country. So, yeah, can we just start out by you know introducing yourself and your organization? Okay, well, hi, I'm Chrissy Honeywell. Back in 1999, my husband was deployed to Kuwait, and I guess it was a new base at that time. It has it has since grown, and he called it a tent city. And there wasn't much for his uh, guys to do. And so he kind of sent an alert back home. Could you send us things to do, you know? And, and our spouses group got together and packaged up, you know, Nerf football and board games and cards. And we threw some books in there and a lot of Valentine's Day candy um, and delivered these huge packages overseas. And when I was talking to my parents about it, you know, later in the week, um, explaining it to them, he said, oh, you know, could they use more books? And I said, I would think bored people would le- need lots of books, you know? 
And so he got the address and I thought he was just going to clear off the bookshelves in the um, basement. You know what I mean? He, my father's an avid reader, reads a lot of paperbacks, reads a lot of along the genre of Vince Flynn, you know, like that sort of thing. It's his thing. And uh, he ended up uh, asking the neighbors and asking my grandma and going down to the, the Lions Club or someplace and asking them. And um, before we knew it, there were like 800 books in Kuwait and Rick was building bookshelves. And um, my father, I don't know if he always thought that uh, he would continue to just grow this organization or was it like a one-time thing, but it, you know, between him and people helping, it just took on a life of its own. He got some more addresses, you know, Rick knew of some other units that were deployed and we got some more addresses and uh, we started putting stickers on the books, you know, it said operation paperback and he was on AOL mail, you know, his AOL address was on there and uh, you know, email me if you want more books kind of thing. And um, you know, the first, couple years there were just you know a little community there in pennsylvania sending books but as time went on you know people got his aol address and you know the internet was just kind of just getting going you know and back in you were born in 1999 right yeah you were alive uh, yeah okay. i was born in 90 you look yeah. really young okay oh, thanks yeah. so, <laughs> I, I had an aim <laughs> back in the day you know that was the thing did you really i never yeah. had an i never had an aol address but um but yeah, so it just kind of took on a life of its own. And as time went on, you know, we attracted a couple of people who knew a little more about the internet and offered to make us a bigger and better website. And, you know, as time went on, my father couldn't keep up with the address requests on his AOL mail. Um, so I started helping to answer mail. And eventually, you know, fast forward to now, it's been 21 years, um, our website for a while now has been more automated where you can log in if you're a volunteer and get addresses yourself. You don't have to email someone for addresses. And, you know, we send out, you know, newsletters and requests for books and stuff. Um, you know, when he started, it was just him. And now there's, I don't know, 15,000 volunteers. Wow. Um, they don't all send books and they don't all send books regularly. You know, somebody will send, clear off their shelf, send books and boom, they're done. Or, sign up and then forget, you know, not send books right. at all. And then we have like a, a set of regular um, mailers and we just passed this year, the three millionth book. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Going, yeah. Going, and we've added veterans to the list too, because, um, you know, we were sending to troops, but we had an awful lot of volunteers and we thought, you know, when troops come back and they're veterans and they're home, why shouldn't we support them too? So that's what we do. Yeah. That's cool. I wanted to ask like, is the, you know, you, you just reached, you mentioned 3 million books. How do you see it growing in the future? Hmm. And is there a way that, you know, we can, as a, as a community of readers, help you grow more than just volunteering, donating books? You know, what I, what I've always wanted to see in the future, you know, there's kind of a, um, not a static number of troops, but, you know, the number of troops in general stays the same unless, you know, something happens and, you know, a president decides, you know, we need to increase or decrease the amount of troops. Um, but we do continue to get volunteers and we do continue to get veterans, you know, as people leave the service and stuff like that, you know, you have the same amount of troops, but the amount of veterans seems to increase. And it would be a really cool thing to find a way to reach out to more veterans. And, you know, um, and a lot of times too, veterans, you know, have like a little bump in adjusting back to um, 
you know, civilian life or they have medical issues or, you know, there are things like that. And it would be really neat um, to be able to support them more fully. You know, now it's just word of mouth. You know, someone sees a book or someone's in a VA hospital where we have books, you know, around the country. And, um, you know, it's just kind of hit or miss. It would be really nice to have like a concerted effort, you know, so veterans knew that we were one of the support organizations. Gotcha. Cool. Um, yeah. So I saw on your website, um, all of your, you know, personnel are uh, full-time volunteers. So what mm -hmm. do you do? What do you do full-time? Uh, well, I full-time or... home. I'm a retired teacher, so I'm home. You don't need to know this, but during the summer, I rehabilitate wild rabbits. Awesome. So, you know, let me run from the room and go grab a rabbit and put it in front of the camera so everybody can say, ah, um, I know that one of our volunteers, administrative volunteers, she runs another nonprofit from her home and her kids are still young. And then a couple other people that help also work full time. So they just, um, you know, Do help. It yeah. yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I guess um, you, you kind of mentioned it, but logistically how does one do this if you wanted to become a volunteer it's actually really easy uh you go to our website which is www i'm sure it's going to be like somewhere here right www.operationpaperback.org um click on the link that says how to help most people sign up to send books you know they have books on a bookshelf um, maybe they like to cruise you know used book sales or you know back in the day before we all went out you know when we can go shopping um, and uh, they just send books. So you're going to, you're going to sign up. And once you have, let's say you've got a box of your Vince Flynn books that you want to give away because you have in your enthusiasm bought three copies of each book because oh, I yes. know it's all very <laughs> enthusiastic and you've decided that it's time to share them. And so you're going to pack up these books, and then you're going to log into the website for an address to send them to. And the way it's set up is you're logging in. Let's say you have one box of books. Let's make this easy. You select one address, um, and then you select for genres, I would call Vince Flynn action adventure, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, and you're going to select the type of book you have and enter it. And what happens with our system is the computer is going to give you the next person up that's, that needs books and that needs action adventure books. You know, they're not gonna give you, hopefully, unless it malfunctions, we, they won't give you someone who wants romance novels or, you know, missed cozy mysteries or something like that. And then you'll get the address and you're gonna address it and take it to the post office. We always stress mail media mail because right. books are heavy and you don't wanna send priority, you know, unless you're Rockefeller, right? And even if you're Rockefeller, don't you wanna save your money for something else. So you're going to send media mail, which is a, an inexpensive way to send books about a box of 25 paperbacks is about $7. Oh, wow. so, so yeah, it's awesome. And then you're going to come home and you could probably do this before you leave home, but you know, officially you come home, you log back in and you tell the website how many books you send. So we, we keep track of the shipments. That's how we know we've sent over 3 million books because people are, you know, reporting their shipments. And what's really nice too, is that if I end up getting um, a thank you note, like sometimes a set of troops will email the thank you note to the address on the website. You know, they won't have your particular address. Then I can forward that thank you note to you because I'll look in the database and see, oh, this is who sent, you know, the book, the box of books around that date and I can forward it to you. So oh. it's really, it sounds really easy. 
you get on the website, okay, so full, like full information here, we have lots of information, right? So we have lots of mailing tips and packaging tips and ideas for fundraising. Like there's just a lot of stuff on there. And if you're kind of, if you're an AOL user, if you know what I mean, like you may be overwhelmed by all the information and think that it's really um, complicated to mail books, but it's not really, you know, put them in a box and go to the post office pretty much and get an address from us. So, okay. Yeah. Is there a way to like, if we were to ask our, you know, listeners to, if we wanted to um, get out there and sort of collect books from them um, and then do like one big shipment, is that better than per se everyone doing their own little shipments? It works out the same. Okay. Yeah, it works out the same. Oh, I guess along those lines, have you had any, is there any COVID restrictions that you guys have had to implement or, you know, this is a crazy time. Um, I know people... Time. I just wanted to, you know, get it out there in case people were wondering about that. We did have people nervous when it all first, you know, we were all more anxious, you know what I mean, right. at first. Um, it seems like the latest information is that the COVID virus on um, inanimate objects, books, my computer, my phone, whatever, that it doesn't have a long um, right. yeah shelf life, whatever. You know, my son's an EMT and he's always saying things like this, mom. You know, like that. So people were, you know, getting books and leaving them on their porch in the sunlight for 24 hours or whatever. You know, according to my son, it's a couple hours and the COVID virus is dead. You know, um, so you're probably pretty safe even if you went to a used bookstore and grabbed books. You know, wear gloves if you want to. I don't know. And, you know, once they're mailed, like these people getting the books, like these books have been in a box you know, right. for however long it takes to get there, you know, and obviously you're going to wear a mask to the post office. You know, you're going to follow whatever restrictions are at your post office. You're going to stand on the little sticker on the floor, you know, and that kind of thing. So yeah. Rank and file. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. The new um, normal, right? <laughs> the, no, no, the new normal. Yes. Normal. <laughs> I guess, um, I don't know if you, you know, had any on the top of your head, but both me and Mike were interested if you had any important, you know, uh, volunteer stories or uh, sort of moments in history through your, you know, you've been doing this. Oh, you said boy, you should have given me advance notice of this. I could have. Uh, I'm sorry. A lot of cool stuff. Oh, hmm. We had one story of a woman who decided to collect books. This is pre-COVID, obviously. She wanted to collect books and she was going around her neighborhood collecting or whatever and she decorated her car i don't know if there's still a picture on the website she decorated her car and made it like i don't know the bookmobile or something and videoed it and like went around videoing people waving and putting books in her car and stuff and you know that doesn't sound like a big deal nowadays but like back in like 2010 like that was a big deal right nobody was right. videotaping themselves and putting it on youtube you know so you know, let me think about stories, like ask me another question, because like, that's not fair. You should have asked me oh. that question earlier. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I like, uh, I like off the cuff answers. Up, right? And I'll be just like, I should have told him about the dog with the book. You know, I just, I'll remember something else. Well, we could, we could, we could cut it in if, if you think of something <laughs> um, before we run this episode. I'll let you know. Okay. Um, so, I, you know, we're, we're a Mitch Rapp, Vince Flynn podcast. So I have to ask, are you uh, or anyone in your family uh, a Mitch Rapp or Flynn fan? And if so, do you have her book? <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry to say that I'm not. I'm more of oh. a like a sci-fi fantasy, dystopian okay. fiction okay. kind of girl, you know. Um, we get I get a lot of when I get donations, 
a lot of that genre of book, you know, action venture, the Russians are coming, the terrorists are coming, you know, this, the, that kind of um, thing. It's really, really popular with um, troops and veterans. Um, I did look up all, I did some, I web searched you, you know, and yeah. so I would know at least, you know, I kind of guessed what it was about, but I thought, let's find out some information. And you should have seen my husband next to me. He's like, aren't you going to get the book and at least read kind of part of it? I'm like, no, I don't read stuff like that. But you know, you can talk to the guys. Don't you want to like, you know, do it? I'm just like, yeah, yeah, they'll be good with it. They get it. <laughs> well, we sh- you should read, uh, read, read the, the latest one. I mean, they, they designed these to, even though it's a, I think this is the 19th book. Uh, you can pick up wherever. So it's, it's, standalone, it's, not dull, yeah. it's standalone, but you know, obviously you get more if you have read everything, but. So I, what I thought was cool, I did listen to your first podcast episode, the one where you kind of introduced, you know, doing this mm-hmm. thing back in April. And what was really nice was to listen to people who are so enthusiastic about a book or a series or a character or an, or an author. Like, I, it's, I don't know about you, but it's hard to find people in, you know, your daily life who are really you know, avid readers, like jazzed about books or jazzed about something. And to find somebody that's just really into something, you know, it didn't matter that I didn't read your books and it didn't matter, but I will admire the covers as I put them into boxes. Um, You know, it's just nice to hear people that are enthusiastic about reading, you know, and we do get some thank you notes um, back from the troops. And the really touching ones are things like, I haven't picked up a book since high school, but I'm bored here and there's nothing, you know, to do when on my off duty time, they're either working or they're bored and they're picking up reading for pleasure, you know, and people that have maybe never read for pleasure before it was just a chore from school. So the enthusiasm is, you know, across all genres, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Have you ever, um, you know, picked up a book that was donated and you liked it? you like the cover so much that you, you, you read it real quick before you shipped it out? Yes. Yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally do that. I'd be like, Ooh, I got to read this one real quick. Yeah, or try you, not to try not to bend the, bend the back or whatever. Uh, Sometimes funny. when I'm sorting them too, since people request books by genre, you know, um, it doesn't mean that if someone only has mysteries on their list, that when you're a volunteer and you're sending books, you only must go buy them mysteries. You know, you can put in a few other things that they would like and they can share them with other people. Uh, But sometimes I'll take a book and I'll flip it over to the back to see, you know, kind of what genre is it? You know what I mean? Will this person, does it sound like something they would like? And then I'm reading the back of the book and, oh, it sounds really good. And yeah, so that's a dangerous thing to like read the bits on the back. I bet. Um. Are you able, are people able to, if they don't want to buy books, are they able to just to donate money to you guys? Yes, actually there is. You know, I hate, I don't like to stunt for money. You know what I mean? It just feels weird to me. I'm too old fashioned that way. But the thing that we will do with your money, if you do donate them, is um, a lot of times we'll get requests for special titles and people, our volunteers don't have them. You know, like I'll put, we'll put out we have about a monthly email that goes out that, you know, kind of highlights people who haven't received books um, lately or someone who's asking for something weird, like they want, okay, now I can't think of anything weird because, you know, I'm on the spot, but you know, something that's not, that doesn't easily fit into, like they want cookbooks. Right. You know, but something like that, you know, something that doesn't fit easily into a genre. They want a certain title. They've read a whole series. They want that latest Vince Flynn book maybe or something. And so 
we'll put out this email to our volunteers and if nobody has it, that's what we use the money for. We'll just take the money and we'll go on Amazon or we'll go to a bookstore and someone will buy it. So we use it to buy special titles. And cool, awesome. Um, you managed to answer all my questions um, <laughs> through, through the process of this, but... Um, my husband does say? mention that I give a little too much information. So. Oh, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, is there... I, this has just popped in my head, but um, do you accept like children's books for children's of veterans or, or like for the families of the veterans if people are interested in that? Yes and no. Okay, there's a little history with that in that right around 2010. Okay, do we say 2010 or do we say 2010? Do uh, we know? Either. It's all up in the air, right? Okay, so right back in the turn of the last decade, um, we had a lot of volunteers and we didn't have that many veterans. And one of our administrative volunteers is a military spouse, or she was at the time, he's since retired. And um, so she said, you know, could we do a project where we were supporting military families? You know, and, and families generally have children and they want children's books and some adult books. And so we did, we uh, changed up our database and um, added it so that military families could sign up. And, um, and then for like, I don't know, two, three, four, however long it took, we played catch up because military families were just, whoa, yeah. you know what I mean? And, um, and yeah, it, it was awesome. And we kept pace kind of at first. And then we just like fell behind and you would sign up like today in September, right? And you would get your books next August because we couldn't, you know, oh, wow. keep up. And so we finally had to close that down. Um, but we do still have some veterans that they'll, you know, say in the little comments box, by the way, I have a five-year-old daughter and we let them, you know, put that there. And then there are some people, um, who want to send kids books. And we do have a couple of addresses that we'll do group projects for kids in the military. There's a, a group out in California that does projects with veterans and their kids. And there's a group, I think it's in Florida. She's got a community center where veterans and children and troops and everybody come in. So, so there is a place to send children's books if there's a volunteer that has collected them or has them and wants to share them. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, that just popped in my head. I was like. The short answer is yes, right? But that's the long answer. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, I figured there's got to be, you know, obviously a bunch of veterans have kids and mm -hmm. have extra children's books. I, I have two kids myself and they like they like the some of them but then they get tired of them so you you want to pass them on so. the thing too i think which is hard with children's books is either a, is like i let's say i have i do have kids but they're older now um and if i'm ready to share children's books well there's some that are old favorites and you can't give away there's some that are so ratty by the time the kids are done with them yeah. i kind of embarrassed to send them or they're sticky <laughs> i yeah. cut a box of children's books, someone sent them directly to me, and I swear all the covers were stuck to every. They like grape jam or something like that. Yeah. That was yes, <laughs> I know, I know exactly how that happens. That's funny. Um, so I think it's great what you guys are doing. I I I actually myself sent a care package to a friend who he's a CB and he was stationed mm -hmm. over. He, I guess at the time he was in uh, Guam. Um, and I sent him a care package and he was a college roommate of mine and he, you know, he was so overjoyed with it. Um, and so I can imagine anyone getting something, you know, being lonely over there. And it also gives an opportunity, like you said, to, if someone isn't, hasn't read in a while, pick something up new or something they wouldn't necessarily mm -hmm. buy. So I think too, a lot of times 
um, just a package that comes, even if it's from a stranger, you know, if you're deployed, is just an expression of support. You know what I mean? Like sometimes maybe you're in the service and you're feeling like, um, has America forgotten me? I mean, that's kind of dramatic. That sounds dramatic. Um, but, you know, like I'm over here and I'm doing this thing for the country, right? And, but then, boxes come from appreciative citizens of like the country and you know with a lovely thank you note in it it just the we get a lot of thank you notes where it's a big morale booster to get um books i mean even if you don't read <laughs> you yeah know? no definitely <laughs> so um we like to end this podcast by asking our guest you know what's the last great thing they've read or or watched and and what or if they haven't watched or read anything that is of note, um, what are you currently consuming media wise? Oh, well, you know, this is, this podcast is happening during COVID, right? <laughs> so, um, consuming more media than usual. Uh, I don't know if this dates me or shows my age or genre, but like on TV, we're watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I'd seen it, it just keeps coming around you know what i mean and so we finally clicked on it and that's pretty cute except what i'm finding irritating and i find this irritating in books too is that it's supposed to be set in the 1950s right have you seen it my wife I, my wife watches it and i watch it out of the corner of my eye yeah <laughs> okay so you don't want to cop to watching it okay i get that um <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposed to be in the 1950s right like you know that she's you know just the the dress and all this stuff with the with the cars but some of the things they say are not, like that was not happening in the 50s, right? So I'm not gonna mention the F-bomb, right? But the F-bomb is like all over that. And I never heard my mother say that, right? And then, okay, last night we watched an episode. Has she seen the episode where they go to the art gallery guy? They, he wants the tall guy she's dating wants to buy a painting and the guy okay. won't sell whatever. And he said something like, it's an urban legend, he says to her right she's that like blah, 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 blah. And she's like no no i think that's an urban legend i'm like in the 1950s there was not such thing as an urban there were urban legends but we didn't call them and that just that kind of inconsistency i'm thinking pay attention right like writers right. have to pay attention i'm paying attention you should be paying attention yeah I mean, you, it's crazy like some of the the research that goes into the books and i feel like in tv a lot of times they don't they do research but it's sort of i don't know yeah yeah they don't a little, take little half time. half measured but yeah Oh, that's good. Yeah, it sounds like from what I read about the Vince Lynn books, and you would tell you could tell me that they're exceedingly um, researched, exceedingly detailed. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know Tom Clancy, or mm -hmm. I mean, not as like uh, Tom Clancy and and Robert Ludlum were very. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but they're much. They're a little bit different than that, but yeah, the research that went into like those kind of books go into these and. Um, uh, another author that we like is uh, Brad Thor and uh -huh. uh, Jack Carr and just yep. the amount of research goes into these. And a lot of them, like uh, we just interviewed Kyle Mills and he like go, tries to go to the places where he you know puts in his books. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I, um, I did not make it through this book, but Bill Clinton has a book out. And I don't know, you probably have to like bleep out his name or something because, you know, where's this podcast going to go? And I really don't want, you know, I don't want people at my door thinking I was just an ex-president, but um, I think no worries. some kind of like adventure, some kind of, and I thought, ooh, well, this would be 
I was painting a room and sometimes I'll buy an audiobook to listen to while I'm painting a room. And it's not really my style. Like I said, it was kind of, you know, in the lines of the president was kidnapped or, you know, like that kind of thing. And then somebody has to come, somebody, you know, Mitch Rapish has to come and save him. You know, it's, it's like that, right? Mitch Rapish. That's, that could be a good adjective. Okay. But um, we should, uh, we should trademark that. That's nice. Like <laughs> Mitch that. Rappish, our Mitch Rappish young man. So I got through like the first two chapters and he hadn't even been kidnapped yet. Right. And the book was like kind of advertised as having a lot of inside detail because Bill Clinton was a president. Right. So I got it because I thought this could be cool. Right. You know, just the little ins and outs of, well, how does the secret service do that? Well, what happens if there's a threat? Do they just drag him to the basement or is there a trap door? Like I thought there would be cool inner, you know, white house details. Right. Well, there were cool details. All right. But it was like endless things about, going to meetings and leaving meetings and who was sitting where at meetings and who blinked their eyes in a meeting. And I just thought they took a little too much input maybe from Bill Clinton. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like they should have gotten an author like Vince Flynn or Kyle, you know what I mean? To like action it up, right? Everybody's in a room at a meeting, but like a trap door opens, you know, and the table falls down, you know, like something like that. So yeah, I didn't make it through that book. Oh man. I, I think I know what book you're talking about. I haven't. Uh, I, don't think, I don't. I don't think I read that one either. You just have to. You just but, have um, to be bleep out the author if you decide to share yeah. that story. <laughs> What's uh, I guess to sort of someone who did a better job of that is uh, Vince Flynn in his first or second novel. Um, okay. He was so accurate in terms of the White House like description and oh gosh, did he get in trouble? These secret <laughs> passageways that he not in trouble, but he had to put a disclaimer at the beginning of his book that. <laughs> Uh, he changed. He made like drastic changes to everything because it was it, if you know it didn't want to be too accurate where he was giving away. Yeah, well, it's actually yeah, that's so. funny. I may have um, to read a bit. <laughs> you should. I should. Um, oh, I guess you mentioned audiobooks. Is there? You know, I imagine there's veterans who maybe you know either have lost their sight or, or can't read. Is there a way to donate audiobooks? Yes. Yes. Um, mostly the people wanting them are VA homes or VA hospitals. Um, and I would think that an audiobook would be especially easy in the hospital. Do you know what right. I mean? Just, uh, yeah, that someone could just put, you know, headphones on and listen right. or something like that. Okay. And occasionally there'll be someone who's, um, we had a guy who was on our list who I only know this because he wrote in the comment box that he was losing his eyesight. You know what I mean? And so we then started sending him audiobooks. So yeah. Do you have any like super avid readers who read more than a hundred books a month or something like that? You mean recipients that really yeah, recipients? Them? Yeah. Um, no, no, they're, they're too busy working. I guess, I yeah. guess, you know, we do send sitting here podcasts. doing a podcast. The, um, the website is kind of an automatic system to rotate mm -hmm. out the names. Right. And sometimes a name will rotate out really quickly several times in a row. I think maybe it's if, you know, if you didn't jump right back on to say you'd mailed your package, you know, so the website will, anyway, and then someone will get, I don't know, five boxes of books and we do get panicked emails sometimes. I need you to stop sending me books until you, until I make it through like these a hundred books that just arrived on my doorstep. So all I do is then just say, well, our volunteers are very enthusiastic. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I guess, is there, Oh, wait, are you guys on social media or at all, or just on the website, uh, operationpaperback.com? You on Facebook? Okay, Facebook. Cool. And it's, I don't, 
all right, I probably shouldn't say it's not a really active page. Like it's not all like posting every day and, you know, look at this cool book cover or whatever. But um, and one of our other admins, um, Marissa, really likes to update the Facebook page. And her latest thing, if you guys navigate over there, is like asking book questions. Today's a beautiful sunny day. What's your favorite beach read? Oh, look, here's a picture of the table next to my bed. And she's got six books stacked there waiting. How many books are stacked on your table next to your bed? You know, like things like, so that's been pretty cute. I think she started that during COVID. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, no, I've been seeing a lot of those from our, our listeners with, they have like all of the, the Vince Flynn novels with the new <laughs> one on top. Something um, to do, right? A to-do list. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, that was awesome. I, I thank you for, for taking the time to meet with me today. Um, oh, I appreciate you taking the time. I definitely think uh, we actually met a couple of our patrons last week. We did a live um, Q&A with, with a few of them, and they were wondering, you know, how we could, how they could help uh, with, you know, our sort of charity wing. I don't even know, charity, yeah, like I, part of our organization, yeah. but yeah. Um, no, we want to highlight, you know, people like you uh, doing great stuff. think about ways to spread the word to the veteran community you know we all just you know we brainstorm once in a while and then we get distracted <laughs> and um you know and i think that if you know you could reach every va post are they called vet? no vfw post vfw post you know if you could reach all of those and send all of them flyers or if you could you know the va hospitals kind of generally know what we're doing but if there was just a way to pass the word to veterans you know um we're here to support them too, like free books, free books. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. This was great. I definitely, me and Mike, Mike, uh, his, it's funny. You said like people buying three copies. I think he now <laughs> has, he pre-ordered the latest one once and then he found out they were doing another one where you could get it signed with this special thing. So then he ordered it again. It again. Mm -hmm. And then his wife was like, um, yeah, the first one you pre-ordered, that one has to go somewhere else. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're slowly gathering some of our books to, uh, you know, give away. So we're definitely going to be, oh, be, be signing neat. up. So, Well, I'll look but, for you guys signing up on the website. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. okay. Well, thank you very much, Chrissy. Thanks. Bye. All right. So we hope you enjoyed that interview. And we also hope that you have a happy new year. I hope 2021 is a hell of a lot better than 2020. But to ring us into the new year, we're going to be doing uh, Consent to Kill in January. So the next time you hear from us, we'll be dropping our episode uh, one, or part one of Consent to Kill. So looking forward to that. And we need to give one final thank you to our patrons, our special operator, Sherry F., and our special agents, George, Matt, Don, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, Bridget, and Jeff. Please subscribe, rate, and review us using your favorite podcasting platform. And you can find us online at midtrappod.com or on Twitter and Instagram at midtrappod. And as always, just let Mitch be Mitch. Just a disclaimer, this podcast is not affiliated with Vince Flynn, Kyle Mills, or Simon & Schuster, but thank you to them for bringing us the wonderful world of rap. And the music soundtrack is Gorilla Tactics by Raphael Crooks.